Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 19 of Empty Betters, presented by, oh shit, is it actually going to happen? No, not yet, almost, we're almost there. <laughs> uh, no, but I guess what we do want to say is go check out our merchandise on teespring.com. You can find the link to our store in the bio of our Instagram profile, go check that out. Uh, as you know, we've been pumping that on the social media lately, got some new stuff up, so Go take a peep, and I am now going to toss it over here to my co-host on my left, Nick Manila. What's up, buddy? Good to have you back on the East Coast. Time changers are rough. I know, right? Long road trip for you. Shittiest city in America, Reno, Nevada. Yeah, that's up there. Horrible. Yeah. Armpit smelled like ass the whole time. Smelled like wet stripper ass, like everywhere. Hotels... We ate at this buffet in a hotel, and it like my boss is literally just like, it smells like like turds in here, like just it, like, like genuinely, it smells like a toilet. Just, just got, like cheap cigarettes and like yeah. stripper titties. You know how you walk into a bathroom and like you can smell when the shit's there. Yep. And then you actually have to take the shit, oh, and then you walk no. in and you open the stall, and it's not even flush. It's just the dewy like toilet paper sitting on stop Dude. and the, the water turns okay. like brown that's and when you just don't go that's when you <laughs> suck it back up and save it until you get back to it's, home home base it's, it's, and then you go there it's just like yeah, um no. yeah i did that to, <coughs> did that to chipotle the other day myself um <laughs> yeah no did a little west coast wagon tour <laughs> um went out to california uh for work got to go skiing in lake tahoe so, awesome experience so yeah really cool uh so you know i threw a couple things up on the personal instagram if uh you guys saw that so great experience good to be back you know happy to be back doing the pod on monday nights like usual so anything happened to you over the week not a whole lot um you know these months like until basically until march madness hits are just like, brutal depressing boring yeah. yeah we might have some things that'll cheer you up yeah i think i think there's the gonna be some things that we announce next week that are gonna make people happy and make me happy and you happy <laughs> so that's good yeah um but no i haven't really been up to much at all um yeah no nah, i get you uh what'd you think of the all-star game well i had some things i liked and i had some things i didn't like mm-hmm. so why don't we start with the stuff that you and i liked okay um best part of the all-star game Layla Anderson announcing the Blues players. That was really cool. It's like, if you're not crying during that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Um, she's obviously like just so, she means so much to that team and they, you know, love her so much. But I think it's really cool to just see how confident she was in an arena with like 20 some thousand people there. Yeah, and she's, she's just on the mic like there's no problem. She's natural. Yeah. I'd be shitting my pants. She had some swag out yeah. there with it. So she was having some fun with it. Yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. So that was one thing I loved. Um, I liked that the Blues brought out some old guys. Yeah. Uh, they brought out uh, Bernie Federko. Uh, <laughs> I Brett, love that name. Right. Brett Hall, of course. Drunk. And then, um, oh, he was hammered. <laughs> and then uh, Al McInnes, of course. So, And then I thought McInnes stole the show. Oh, the McInnes in the hardest slap shot thing was so cool. Uh, this guy's just such an old school like veteran. He's rocking Nike Bauer skates. That, yes. He was rocking the X60s circa 2011. Right. So, I mean, I had those back in the day. Yep. So, I was like, dude, those yeah. are some old ass skates. And he's rocking a Sherwood PMP as well. Right. So, still clapping 100 mile an hour slap shots. On a wooden stick. On a wooden stick. Yeah. Uh, Incredible! I don't even. That's just old man strength at its finest. That was awesome. At fifty six years young, too. Gotta and love it. Speaking of the hardest shot, I'll let you take this. Yeah, uh, 
not the NHL All-Star Game, but the AHL also had their All-Star Game this weekend. And during their skills competition, Ontario Reign forward Martin Furk hit 109.2. The new all-time record. That is the hardest slap shot recorded. Uh, that blew away Chara's mark of 108.8 back in 2012. Yeah. That was insane. Uh, it was wild the look on his face was insane uh kind of funny that the two biggest storylines coming out of the nhl all-star weekend neither of them were nhl related exactly this martin firk right yes i was gonna call him martin fuck yeah uh martin <laughs> firk with the slap shot the all-time record yeah and the woman's game yeah that the was woman's awesome. game was awesome that i that was the most exciting part to watch yeah they are incredibly skilled i will yes. you know as bad as this might sound, I was not expecting them to be as good as they were. They're so talented. Oh, my God, dude. Their hands. It's ridiculous. They're, like, yeah. dangling in and out of each other. Great. Yeah. I get there's, like, no hitting. It's three on three. There's more room, whatever you want to say. But I was thoroughly entertained. I'm not saying that women's hockey should have different rules from men's hockey, but that three on three really – That was awesome. I feel like if they did that, or even four on four for that matter – It just brings their – Talent level Like, out. their yeah. skill set yeah. to, like, the national screen in such a better way, I think. Yeah, I really hope they end up getting what yeah. they deserve because I think that they have the – The NHL has done a decent job after doing this of promoting their female start – like. You can name all the people, all the most of the girls on the U.S. national soccer team. Yes, I think the NHL has the potential to do that. I agree. So hopefully they can get them there, and hopefully they can, you know, get paid uh, a living, not a living wage, but a fair wage for what yes, they're doing. For sure, um, I'd love to see a WNHL. I think that'd be super. That'd cool. be awesome. I was actually just saying to someone the other day, like, imagine if, like, imagine if Baltimore got a women's hockey team. That would be sick. I'd be the biggest fan. Exactly. Yeah. It would be amazing. Yeah, I'd buy Team Gear too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they'd be also have empty betters as like a sponsor. That w- yeah, we could get on the boards. Get that <laughs> as an advertisement. Some, right, get that written into some contract somewhere. <laughs> no, but uh, women were great. Uh, Canadian women obviously won the game, which you know wasn't the result I wanted. But They're I mean, goalie Anne Marie Debien, I yeah. think is how you say the last name. Yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, sick. Marie Philippe Poulin, who's like their captain, best player yeah. on the ice for sure. Yeah, she was really good. I noticed that too. Um, Hillary Knight had the U.S. goal, right? I believe on the breakaway, um, or was it? I forget who. Or was had it Kendall it. Coyne? It was one of the two. Yeah, one of the two. I think it was Hillary Knight. Yeah. Yep, it was Hillary Knight. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. I don't remember what number 17's name is on the United States, but Jocelyn Lamoureux. Oh my God, hands. dude! She put on a sequence of deeks around two defenders, like through the Canadian, literally team, right and then through back them. through them again, like pylons. Yeah. It was awesome to watch. She is. She was my favorite person to watch for during sure. the whole game. So she's the one that had the nasty uh, shootout winner in the Olympics, I think, to win gold. Oh, yeah. okay. I know yeah. what you're saying now. Yeah, but yeah, that was awesome. I think that was so good for the women's game. It just seemed like it was such a well-received event Mm -hmm. and that it i thought that was sort of best case scenario for like the game was nice back and forth action non-stop um i had mixed feelings about the running clock but i get it it's in like an all-star game it's not like yeah they don't want to drag it exactly so i get you uh and also in the all-star game i thought the biggest news out of the skills competition was that matt barzell dethroned Connor mcdavid the reigning three-time champion in the fastest skater competition uh, he beat him pretty much by about like two one hundredths of a second or something like yeah. that. It was close. I but think it's good that he did though because yeah. McDavid's won it what three years running and he's yeah. twenty one, twenty two. I have. Yeah. I don't. So I was thinking about this while it was going on. I was like, why? 
it, when you make someone go in a circle around the rink, I don't think that's really a true test of just speed because I would say, and I could say this with 100% confidence, Connor McDavid is still the fastest player in the league. For sure. But Matt Barzell is the most agile person in the league. Yes. His, just the tight turns, the circles, yes. in and out. Like He's so shifty, and I noticed when he was going around the net. His ridiculous. Yeah, when he went around the net, he was probably, his inside foot on the crossover was about a centimeter away from the net, whereas McDavid had to go a little wider because yes. he's straight lining, he's just so much faster. Yes. I would love, and this will never happen because someone would probably get hurt, if they just did a straight line, Fastest skater. I think the reason they don't do it is because if some guy, you know, goes to hit a break on the wheels yeah. and they like tumble, they go right into the wall. Agree. Whereas when you're going in the circle, at least you can kind of like. And I, I don't know if you've noticed, they've started to pad the corners now in case someone blows a tire while they're. Yeah. Because most of them do smart. it with no bucket on too. Yeah, that's insane. I can't believe that's actually yeah, a thing allowed. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think would be cool, and there's no way that they could do this. It would be such a pain in the ass. But if they like saved that event to last, or did it on a different night and did it on like the Euro ice, like the bigger sheet, that'd be pretty. So cool. they had a little bit more, room. you know, room on the sides. That I don't know. I I don't mind that idea. Yeah. I don't hate it. But hopefully the All Star Game never goes to Europe. Exactly. <laughs> because next year it's in South Florida, and if you guys buy enough merch, maybe we can go. Right. Let's see. That would be nice. So <laughs> I would do that. No if we're not day. there, it's not our fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so going back to the stuff that was the stuff that we did like the stuff that I didn't like um, the accuracy shooting event I think is one of the cooler ones to watch because it's so these guys are so precise um, like I remember you know early 2010s I think one of the Sedin brothers just went out there and went like you know four out of five yeah just I like watching the target shatter yes and I'm that's, not a big that's fan the thing of now they've put like this TV LED screen in front of it and the target like lights up like dude I used to duct tape paper plates to like my street hockey goal and do this and just obliterate them the cool thing is when you take the water bottles and like tape them off the crossbar and just explode them that's because you want to shoot it hard and you want to shoot it accurate I'm just not a big fan of it just go back to the foam targets it's easy there was a ton of technical issues they had like fun facts about the player which I guess is better for did Pierre Maguire write this script probably (laughs) yeah they're like all right, Pierre you can write this but your hands have to stay above the table (laughs) (laughs) and no corn dogs for you during the broadcast so like i get that's like engaging for fans but people aren't watching the skills competition on a friday night that aren't hockey fans yeah i thought it was stupid Uh, yeah you you're if you're watching the skills competition on friday night you're a hardo yes you know so cater towards the hardos exactly uh the other thing i didn't like is that gatorade shooting stars event where they were up on like the elevated platform behind the goal you know why they did that right why? Just goes? No. Crosby and Malkin did a challenge in 2018. Oh, yeah. And the Penguins tweeted at the NHL and said, this should be an all-star game competition. And then when they made it that, the Penguins like replied to their tweet from a year ago and was like, and here we are. And wow. I was like, so, good oh, job, but so, this so kind of sucks. So it's their fault. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone <laughs> wants to be like the best. So. Oh, my God. It is what it is. But yeah, I mean, like I thought it was, it's a cool idea in concept, but it just seemed really like cheesy, Forced. arcade-ish. It was almost like a game. Pasternak like, was just like, fuck this. It's <laughs> like, these guys are making multiple sheets and are some of the biggest, like, you know, talents in the world. Why are they playing glorified skee-ball in like, you know, this giant arena with 20,000 people there. Like, let's do something else with our time. Not yeah. a fan. Hope they don't bring that one back. Uh, I don't think they will. Yeah. I, at least they definitely should. And I think the yeah. feedback on Twitter was enough for them the, to... The best part of it was when O'Reilly gets down to his last shot and he's like, yeah, I'm going to bring out a ringer. And he brings out Brett Hall, 
who stumbles in front of the camera Drug. and is just completely cross-eyed <laughs> and he's shooting at the tar- like the target that looks like the gateway arch because it was in St. Louis and the guy emceeing the event goes, Brett, do you think you can hit the arch? And he goes, I've been under the arch a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just like watching it in bed and I'm like what like is no one else what is like going seeing on this now? oh my god it was so funny I love Brett Hall yeah and then I, I, I'm pretty sure I turned it off after that but uh he's crippled all the time oh my god it's perfect uh what'd you think of the uniforms not a fan I thought the yeah actually never mind no I wasn't it's too it was too it's, plain it's too plain yeah. the white gloves and it wasn't was like, like it wasn't like black and white to make them like stand out it was like that off off-white gray yeah and then like the weird stripes i don't know i just wasn't a fan no i wasn't either and the pants the pants the pants were made by adidas you know how the shells usually say like bauer yeah yeah yeah. they were all by adidas i thought that actually kind of looked cool i would yeah i would like if nhl teams you know this is probably my scd kicking in but make the shells of the pants all adidas so it matches the adidas uniform instead of but i don't know if that'll ever happen but yeah, uh, any other know. thoughts on the All Star game? I pretty, um, that was pretty much all I had. I didn't watch the actual game. Uh, I think the Pacific Division won, and I think Pasternak won MVP. I know he won MVP, but, but that's I, all I know. Yeah, I didn't watch the actual like three on three game. Oh, there was a clip where Drysidel passed it to Kachuk, mm-hmm. and he one touched it back, and Drysidel scored. No celebration. Turn around, go to the bench. Good, done. That's Save it. it for this week. Oh yeah, we. We have some great games coming up before we yeah. record next Monday. Um, so moving on from the All-Star game, there's not a ton of news just because it was All-Star week. So, of course, you know, everything comes to a grinding halt. Um, Leas Anderson, of formerly of the New York Rangers, who many of you may remember, requested a trade right before Christmas, just got loaned back to Sweden to HV71. Apparently, that's the name of a team. Oh, sure. Don't know what it stands for or what it means, but... Okay. HIV 71. Maybe. Uh, I, would, I would hope not. Um, <laughs> so he's gone. Uh, he was drafted seventh overall in 2017. So that's a big miss if you're a Rangers fan. Uh, hopefully you get something out of him. If not, that's a pretty big bust. Yep. Uh, moving on, the Pacific Division is getting hot, and I can't wait to watch how this one ends up. Uh, we got an arms race right now. Big time. So I think it's who? Edmonton, Calgary, Arizona, Vegas, and Vancouver are all within like what? Uh, one point. One point. Yeah. So there you go. That is that is going to be an all-time finish. And I, I mean, I can't wait to see Calgary and Edmonton just duke it out this Wednesday. Wednesday, right? This yes. Wednesday, and hopefully we get to see it in the playoffs. Yep, and we are actually going to get into our midseason predictions slash recaps in a little bit. Uh, we'll both touch on who we think the division winners will be, and one, you know, obviously we'll cover the Pacific Division. So stay tuned for that coming up. Uh, do you have anything else before we actually jump into that? Uh, I don't. R.I.P. Kobe, by the way. I know. That was terrible. I feel like we just, have to mention yeah, that. As, a, as someone who somewhat covers sports, like yeah. I just, it's just so sad, so tragic. Uh, I can't actually believe that that's like, real. I know. <laughs> that was the um, one of the first sports jerseys I ever had was a purple Kobe Bryant Kobe, Lakers number one. Number eight? Yeah, when I was like eight years old. It, yeah, it's tough. Uh, my, I don't think I've ever seen 
social media blow up about one topic so much in my life. So universally too. Yeah. And it's, there's no hate, you know, yeah. it's, it's just like, it's, it's just a horrible sad. thing to happen. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to go back on a lighter note. Just felt like we had to mention that at some point during today's episode. So really we don't have an interview today. Um, and we kind of did that on purpose. We want to ha- take this time to, you know, really dive into the NHL and tell you guys, you know, what our mid-season thoughts are compared to our initial thoughts at the beginning of the year, where we think this year's going. Uh, we got trophy predictions, division winner predictions, Stanley Cup final predictions, all based on what we've seen out of this season so far. So let's dive into it and quit the pitter-patter. Uh, so what, what segment do you want to start with? So let's start with the just some, you know, base numbers for where we are at quote-unquote mid-season. So sure. before the All-Star break, uh, the Caps lead the league with 71 points. Boston has the best home record at 17-2-9. and uh, Caps have the best road record at 18-6-1. and The best goal differential is Tampa Bay. They're at a plus 38. <laughs> the most goals for by a team is Florida. They're at a 183. Over and city. The most goals, yes, for sure. The most goals against, no surprise, Detroit with 199. Okay. So right about the numbers you would expect, you know, Boston stud at home. Tampa scores a ton, doesn't give up a lot. Florida scores a ton, also yeah. gives up a lot. Yeah. And then Detroit just shit. Yeah, just shit. <laughs> so, I want to talk about who I think is performing about where we expected them to so far this season. I would say the two obvious ones are the Bruins and the Capitals. That's probably, those are probably my two where I would say, yep, we predicted that they would be here. Uh, No surprise. I even said Washington, I said Washington was the lock of the century to finish uh, first in the Metropolitan. So no surprises there. Uh, I am, most people would probably say St. Louis. I think you and me were both kind of down on them at the we start. We were of the skeptical. Yeah, we both were. I don't know. I, I forget what words came out of my mouth. I said they weren't going to make the playoffs, and holy I think shit, the I was term wrong. "fluke" might have been tossed around. Probably. I thought they'd have a little bit of a hangover. Yes. Um, I would say, in place of them, since Nick and I didn't think they would be that good at the start of the year, Colorado. Yes, that pretty much falls in line. The, yeah. the three powerhouses. We all kind of expected that this was going to happen, so no surprises there. The teams who are underperforming, I have four of them. Okay. I've got San Jose. Duh. Uh, Philadelphia. I thought they were going to be a lot better than they've been Same. so far. Uh, Nashville and New Jersey. Jersey. I think Jersey's the big one for me. Just with all Na- the moves. They I think made. mine's Nashville. Yeah. I think Nashville's just with, like, last place in the that, division. On that roster, that, that's an enigma. But I don't understand. The thing that stands out for Jersey to me is all the noise they made in the offseason. Yeah. And it just seemed like none of it has paid off and like i know like yeah. hughes has been hurt and he's young and you know all's gone right yeah coach but, is gone gm's gone yeah everyone's gone <laughs> everyone's gone right so, so i get it yeah. uh for me it's definitely nashville it's just like they're so stacked they're always a playoff team la violette gone uh you know that's Super surprising. And then they get Matthew Shane in the offseason, and you really think they're going to kick it off, and it just hasn't worked just out. Just hasn't for whatever reason. Uh, so I don't really get it. Pecorine through the first 10 games of the year was pretty much considered the Vesna favorite. Yep. And then he's just fallen off the face of the earth ever since. So yeah. I don't really know how to explain that. Philadelphia, some people might be like, what are you talking about? They're like kind of almost in a playoff spot. It'll change in a week. I thought for sure. Yeah, yeah. I really thought, though, that they were going to give the – I said it was going to be Caps, Philly, P- 
Pittsburgh. Well, I I thought Philly was going to be battling with the Caps really t- close. Yeah. Blah, Jesus, close. They're 11 points back, and they have played one more game than them. Which, like, okay, so it's the Metro. That could change in two weeks, but, you it know. It could. I just have expected more. Out no, of I agree. Honest. I think we all thought they were a little bit. Um, their problem's on the, the road. They're 17-4-4 yeah. and four at home, and they're 10-13-2 on the road. So it's just like, I, I don't really I really think they're missing Wayne Simmons, too. I think that was a huge loss for them. Yeah, even though he was kind of struggling near the end, he, I think he was a big presence in the room. And I always, I've always said it. He's a power, guy you want on your yeah. power play. And I think um, Gostisbehere has been scratched a couple times this year. Yeah, there was some trade rumors for yeah. him too. So be interesting I, to see if someone goes after him. And Carter Hart was out for three weeks. I think yes. uh, I can't remember what for. Maybe concussion. But yeah. they've had a couple of injury nicks here and there. Uh, and then the teams who are overperforming, in my opinion, the Edmonton Oilers. I don't think any of us really saw this kind of no. coming. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're For in a wild sure. card spot. And the Vancouver Canucks are first in the Pacific after the All-Star break. So, I yeah. mean, it's just kind of wild and all over the map. You could say that you maybe expected Edmonton to do this, but just given what their track record has been over the past fucking 15 years, regardless of McDavid, it's just like you just don't – I don't know. It's just par for the course that they're going to not make yes. the playoffs. So. Yeah. It's funny for like us, like you and me, like we – you hear the Oilers. We're like, oh, yeah, they're like a joke. But then like our dads would be like, no, they – Won four Stanley like, Cops yeah, with Gretzky. They're insane. All that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's – I don't know, man. I, I'm – I was super pissed off that they got the lottery pick with McDavid. I was kind of like, granted, I'm glad he's in the West and he's not knocking my team out. Seriously. But I was really looking forward to Buffalo having him. Like someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They would finally get that star studded yes. forward for one, you know, because you could, it's not out of reason to say Dominic Koshik is the best player to ever play for them. And right. he was a goalie. He can only do so much. True. So Now, that, the guy they got is still pretty. Yeah, he, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, yeah he's pretty good. Um, do you want to do midseason awards? Sure. Uh, let's hop into that, starting off with the Art Ross. I'm pretty sure we're both going to have the same answer for this. Connie. Yeah, Connor McDavid, definitely. Uh, that's for the award who with the player who has the most points at the end of the season. Uh, the Rocket Richard, I can guarantee I know who you have for this. Yep. Okay, so you would definitely have a Veshkin. <laughs> yep. Uh, this trophy probably should be renamed by the time he's done playing. But for the most goals scored in a season, for those who don't know. Yes. So uh, I have Austin Matthews. I don't hate that. I, I, I just, only put Ovi just because I, th- I want to see him do I, it again. I, I know. I, I don't blame you. I keep thinking that the Maple Leafs are, you know, they went on a tear after they fired Babcock. Now they're kind of like slipping a little bit, going through the mud, trying they to get, figure out who uh, they are. They get Jake Muzzin back this week. Yeah. I think the Leafs are primed for a big 15-game stretch like where Matthews just back goes off. Yeah. yeah, And he's coming back from a little wrist injury, too, that kept him out of the All-Star game. Yep. Um, I could see that. I feel like it's going to be Pasta, Matthews, or Ovi. Yeah, I mean, they're the top three right now, so it makes sense. I could see McKinnon maybe making a push, but yeah. I'm going to give it to Austin Matthews. I, th- I, just, I think Pasternak is... I mean, he does play on the best line out of the three of them, but I don't know. I just have a gut feeling. True. So the next trophy we're going to go over is the Selkie. That's for best defensive forward. Honestly, I have no fucking clue who's going to win this. I have no idea I'm who's going to win Perge- it. I'm going to put Bergeron just because he's Patrice Bergeron. Sure. It's like picking Ovi to win the That Rocket. would be like his what? Like 
fourth Selkie trophy. Fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth. Who knows? Seventh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I put Mark Shifley. Ooh. So I've. I don't I, mind that. Pick. I think I said this uh, when we either did like the Jets preview or the season preview when we were talking about awards. I, I think this is a guy that really gets overlooked mm-hmm. for this award. Great 200 foot player. Yeah. Um, great stick defensively. I don't hate that. You know, superb awareness on the ice. So, as a dark horse, I could see it being Mark Shifley. I totally I, it doesn't help that, that the Jets are a dumpster fire. But uh, yeah, they have not looked good lately. But I don't hate that pick. Yeah. I think that's actually a very good logical pick. So I'm on board with it. Uh, the next is going to be the Vesna for best goalie. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Nobody could have predicted this one at the start of the year. Seriously. I mean, this is just off the walls. I don't really know who to pick. Uh, you want to start off with yours, Nick? Yeah, this is coming out of left field. I picked Darcy Kemper from the Arizona Coyotes. I uh, mean, I don't really hate that. So right now, if you look at the goalie stats, the leader in GAA is Samsonov. Uh, second is Jari. Third is Kemper. And then when you look at save percentage, first place, Jari. Second place, Kemper. Third place is uh, Jake Allen, but then fourth place, Samsonov. So yep. I, if you would have told me at the start of the year that Jari and Samsonov would be in the running for Vesna, I would have said, that been what kind of crack are you right, on yeah. and how do I get some? Right. <laughs> how many games did they play? Like two? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I, Jari wasn't even supposed to be on the roster at the start of the year. Yeah. So, you know, he made the All-Star game and here we are. Just because I'm a homer, I'll pick Jari. There you go. Well, and the thing is, is he's been playing lights out. I think and, he's got, you know, it pains me to say this, but I think he is one of the better cases for the Vesna too. Yeah. I don't want to, I, this I feel like is an award that gets really political. I don't want to hear Carey Price's name in this at all. Fuck no. No. I don't even think right now you could throw Holtby in there just based on how he's played. No, I don't even think you could throw Bennington in there. I, I don't mean, think he, so either. He had a really yeah. rough start to the year. He's been a little hotter as of late, but like yeah. I said, Jake Allen's gotten a pretty good fair shake it you know get yeah. some starts this year so definitely uh i have no clue i'm gonna say jari and yours is samsonov i'm gonna say uh darcy kemper oh kemper my bad yeah uh heart the heart trophy for mvp of the league so i was riding this for a while you know i had picked mac for a while yeah and i think the only person that's going to get it ahead of him is Connor mcdavid and i think he's my pick too yeah so it's just it is what it is man he's had just having one of those seasons it's yeah. it's it's a lock it's insane how good he is because you start the year and it's like eh, it's not really a competition yeah. i also think for someone to beat him out for this award it's going to have to be so convincing that there's not a doubt in anyone else's mind i think mckinnon can do it oh i, I agree i just don't think he i, I, don't, I don't think it'll happen this year yeah I, there's a little luck that comes involved with that because McDavid's got to go on a little bit of a cold streak, and I just right. really don't imagine that happening. Definitely. Uh, the next one is the Norris Trophy for best defenseman. Uh, this should be a lock. Next question, please. All you know, pay, any analyst should have the same answer to this. It's John Carlson. Barring injury, he's got it locked up. Uh, yeah. This isn't even close. Dougie Hamilton, according to the NHL writers, was second place, and he's out for the year. So. It's Carly's. He wins. That was disappointing for Hamilton. As much as I don't like the guy, it's tough to see a guy go down when he's having that good of a year. Yeah, I enjoyed it because he's in my division, so fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, the next is the Jack Adams Award for Best Coach of the Year. I know who you pick. I will die on a fucking sword for this pick. It's about goddamn time he gets some recognition. Mike Sullivan is my guy. The only person that I will say has a chance, well, not a chance, because Sullivan's not the favorite, even though he should be, because we've literally had injuries the entire fucking year. 
John Tortorella. Okay. If the Blue Jackets make it, but God damn it, I, it's Sullivan. So there's two I'm surprised that you didn't say. One, Rick Tockett. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. It I get it. And then this the the second one I think comes down to whether or not or where this team ends up in the playoffs would be the Panthers with Q. I'm still going Sully, man. Yeah. I, I, I those because both the teams you listed have really solid rosters, and so do the Penguins, but they were missing so much of it all year long. That's true. The only person that I personally think would be more deserving is if the Jackets make the playoffs and you give it to Torts. I wouldn't throw a hissy fit. I'd be a little pissed, but... I'd be more afraid of the fact that the Jackets made the playoffs. No one gives Sullivan credit, like, ever. He's won two back-to-back cups, came in, you know, cleaned it all up, and here we fucking are five years later, and it's like, why? Uh Why doesn't he... Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Well, he gets no recognition. It's like, it's stupid, and I love him. He's a good coach, and he's Uh, American, so everyone can suck my dick. Um, Moving on. uh (laughs) Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. This, again... Widespread across the board, camel car. Called it. That's, just saying. Yeah, you for did call it. For the 18,000th time. A lot of um, people had Quinn Hughes. A lot of people had Jack, Jack Hughes. Hughes. You got it. Yeah. You nailed it. Kale McCarr. Uh, don't really think anyone can say anything against that. Nope. Um, Victor Olsen was kind of in the running, but he's since his injury, too, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not happening now. So, yeah, um, it's that's Kale. That's yeah. his to lose. Um, has your Stanley Cup final prediction changed? So if I remember correctly, mine at the beginning of the year was the Bruins from the East and the Avs from the West with the Avs winning. Mm -hmm. And after minimal consideration, it has not changed. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to. So my beginning of the year pick was Washington versus Vegas. Still very possible. I'm still going to say that's my favorite matchup as far as what I really, really think will happen. But I wanted to give a secondary matchup just because... I would say, hear me out, the Lightning Okay. versus the Stars. Hmm. I think the Stars turned it around. They got rid of the coach, right? They've had a lot of, they had a lot of like in- drama at the start of the year with the coach getting fired because of the allegations. And then, you know, they kind of started off cold and they've turned it around. Ben Bishop is, you know, it, regardless of what we think of the Vesna picks, I think he's still a top three goalie in the league and is very capable of stealing a series. And I said... Very uh, underrated playoff goalie. Exactly. And I said, from the start of the year, the Lightning are going to cakewalk the regular season. They're not going to give a shit. Well, they've slowly started flipping the switch, and I have a really bad feeling that when it comes playoff time, we're all going to be doomed. Like you think what we thought was going to happen last Last year year with them will happen this this year. year. Because there's not that... Now all the pressure's on Boston, all the pressure's on Washington, all the pressure's on... Yeah, them too, and... Just because Aval- it's Toronto. Yeah, and the Avalanche. And yeah. So I think this is the year where they can kind of go under the radar. They'll get second place in the division. They'll play – you know, it won't be a big rivalry that they play in the first round. And then once they get that by that and they get the monkey off their back, I would be very scared. Yeah. And I just think Dallas defensively is just stacked. True. So. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I wouldn't – I don't think the Blues are going to repeat. I could see them going to the Western Finals, though. I could even see them in the cup finals, but no, yeah. I don't think that they'll repeat. I think that's where I think they could make it to the West Finals and run out of gas. Yeah. Just because that's short off season. Yeah. You know, that's so hard to do. It is very hard. And especially with Tarasenko being out. Yeah. I feel like eventually that's gotta catch up to him. Definitely. 
Any other predictions slash recaps that you want to add for the halfway point of the season? Not really. Okay. Um, just a couple injury things. As I mentioned, uh, Jake Muzzin is coming back from IR for the Leafs. Uh, so is forward Trevor Moore, bottom six forward. Yeah. Uh, and then Jeff Skinner is supposed to return for the Sabres on Tuesday. Uh, that's all I have for injuries and midseason stuff. Gotcha. Do you want to move on to who's hot and who's not? Sure. So there's three teams that are 8-2-0 and in their last 10, and this goes back to before the All-Star break. Um, Florida, Columbus, and Tampa Bay are the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, it makes sense, especially Florida. Yes. I think that they're a really trendy pick if you're doing a little bit of uh, over-gambling. Yeah. Over-money lines, I think Florida's a good pick. For sure. Columbus and Florida have both won their last six games. Yeah. Uh, there's also three teams that are seven, three, and zero oh in their last ten, and that's your Penguins, Vancouver, and Dallas. So yep. big, big names trending up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, who's not hot is the only team I've written down is the Jets. I'd say that they're the biggest one that stands out out of any like, of the teams, with the exception of yeah, like Jersey, Detroit, Jersey, Ottawa. We're and not going to put them on yeah. who's not because it's just they're always right. not. <laughs> um, so I don't, you know, and San Jose has been dog shit all year, so right. that's no news to anybody. So I would say that that's probably the only team that yeah. I would put on there as well. Winnipeg is three six and one in their last ten and have lost their last four after having a great two weeks right before. Yeah, that. they had a really good stretch, yeah. and, and then just... it just came grinding to a halt. I just think with the back end that they have, and we said this at the beginning of the year, it's not sustainable. I think they have four rookies on their starting yeah. six. So it's like you know. They'll, they're talented, obviously, and yeah. they can play well. They can't play well for 82 games. Well, Josh Morrissey's their number one defenseman. So right. when you put that in perspective, no yeah. knock on him. He's a great defenseman. But but they lost Myers, Truba, and Bufflin in the offseason. Yeah, you're, not, you, can't, you can't win a Stanley Cup with Josh Morrissey as your number one defenseman. That's just my take. Yeah, agreed. I think most people would concur with me as well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the State of the Union. The first State of the Union – where the two teams will be battling before our next episode. It is rivalry week. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. I hate your actual guts. I know. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, <laughs> that hat sucks, by the it's way. It's a great hat. I have two of them. Um, Three of shut them. Shut up. <laughs> uh, He's wearing a Stanley Cup hat. I am. Uh, so the Caps are at Montreal on Monday, which is tonight, the day that we're recording this. And that is the game that Ovi will be taking his ridiculous one-game suspension for the N- from the NHL for not attending the All-Star game. They have Nashville at home on Wednesday. They're in Ottawa on Friday. And then, of course, as we mentioned, they are home against the Penguins on Sunday at 1230. So I start my Super Bowl Sunday with a little exactly. Caps pens. And yeah. then I just slowly drift into watching they've, the Chiefs win. They've played on Super Bowl Sunday for like pretty much the last six years, right? I think that is a thing. Yeah, yeah. That, that rings a bell. Um, I've When I saw it, I was like, I feel like this happens more often than people realize. Yeah. So good job by the NHL on putting it on a weekend uh, and putting it early on the weekend. Yeah, too. not trying to compete with the Super Bowl. That yeah. would have been stupid, like you tried to do with the yeah. bowl games and the Winter Classic. Um, yeah, Penn's cap Super Bowl Sunday in DC at twelve thirty. That is going to be must watch television. Finally, get to go up against that scumbag Tom Wilson again. Uh, I'll probably find be, out what happens. I'll probably find be, out what happens. Yeah, I'll probably be screaming at my television after some hit he throws on Hornquist in front of the net, and he does that dirty little rat smile he does <laughs> um, before I go on my rant. Uh, Murray, the, what I have for the State of the Union is the fans booing Murray. <clears throat> In the comeback win against Boston, uh, right before the All Star break, for those who didn't see, the Penguins fell down three to nothing, pretty much 
five minutes into the game. Uh, and when Murray finally made his first save, the fans started, you know, cheering. And then they started, like, as a sarcastic joke, they started booing him. And when Murray was asked about, you know, how he felt about the whole thing, he says, I have no further comments. And That's got to suck. Malkin was Malkin said in his interview, he says, I don't know why fans do this. Uh, he went to Cup, Merv, good goalie. It's a and good then, impression. And then, and then he goes, we do, we do this in Philly, not Pitt. And wow. I was like, damn. So, you know, you're pretty much saying to your city, you're acting like our rival team instead of, you know, yeah. who we are. A, a, to, a fan base that's well known for just being terrible people, too. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, I just, I love Murray as a person. I think he's a good dude. I love him as a goalie. I would never boo him. Does he piss me off? Yeah, but we came back and won the game 4-3, and now you just look like assholes. And he played lights out after that. So, yeah. joke's on you I've guys. Never, like, game. I've never really had that connection with fans that boo their own players. It's just annoying. Yeah. I'd like to see them do better. You know? Exactly. And yeah. Plus, first five minutes in the game, some days you have it, some days you don't. He didn't have it in the first five minutes, but holy shit, did he have it making 37 saves to finish the game. Right. And we came back against the best team in the league, who, by the way, hasn't blown a three in there since 2010. I sent you this stat. They were 211-2 and two when they were up wow. by three goals. And then we beat them. Hmm. So 211-3. and three, Wow. To put it in perspective. So over the last decade, we're the third team you know, to beat them, and people are booing our goalie. It just kind of pisses me off. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, speaking of scumbag fan bases and speaking of Philly, uh, <laughs> <they're>, uh, <laughs> that was an awesome transition. Right. No one on the team has done anything scumbag-ish. Oh, just the mascot. Oh, my um, God. Who's so- being investigated by the police <laughs> for allegedly punching a 13-year-old in the face. I, like, when I shouldn't I, be laughing. When I read this, I think I sent this to you, and I'm just like, this is the most Philly, <laughs> Philly sports thing I've ever heard. There is no city in the world. Where the mascot punches a child <laughs> where in the, mas- the face. Where the mascot will get investigated by the police for... Basically, child abuse. Yeah. I um, I was reading a little bit of one of the articles, and I, I couldn't get through it because I was laughing too hard. It's like apparently the kid kept like tapping him. It was like asking for a picture, and he just turned and clocked him right in the face. I think the, the – de- so I can't remember – I'm going to sound like an idiot. There's going to be some person like sitting at their desk like, that's not true, Harrison. Shut right. up. Um, I think Comcast owns the yes, Flyers. Yes, they do. Yeah. And Comcast had to, you know, settle the lawsuit with the dad. I don't know if they agreed to anything. I want to say that there was like a ticket deal that got this, done. Like from the article I read, it seemed like it was like a dad who's got some money who like has season tickets and like you know yeah. the kid did. They let him in the locker room. Or yeah, something? like something like that. It was so. one of those stories. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. That's I just want the video of that behemoth. I need it. You know, garbage can. Just like thing. the, he looks like someone spray painted yeah. Oscar the Grouch with like a can of like yard spray paint and fed him like twenty donuts. Yeah, and <laughs> like a crack pipe. <laughs> I just want to see the video of him just like clocking the kid right in the face, which I know sounds terrible, but would just be priceless. No, it's Philly. I'm all for exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> um, that guy a little off the rails. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so as far as the Penguins finishing up with the State of the Union, uh, their upcoming schedule looks like this. We have the Flyers on Friday and the Caps on Sunday before we next talk. So t- two biggest rival games. Uh, we got the Flyers at home, and then we have the Caps on the road. I feel like we have to do something for our fans for the game to make it kind of interesting. Interesting. Yeah, like a hey, loser has to do 
something or bet something obscure next week or something. Hmm. Maybe it's like loser only does underdog bets next week or something like that. I like that. I don't hate that. Yeah. You want to shake on it? Yeah. Let's Bad do it. radio. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> there it is. Um, so, yeah. I'll see you guys Sunday. If they win, you're sure as shit. I'm going to be gloating, so get ready. Uh, any further comments? I don't. Should okay. be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Moving on, let's get into some picks for this week. How'd you do last week? Two and one last week, uh, surprisingly. Uh, puck line, the Bruins over the Knights. That did not hit. Money line, Columbus over Winnipeg the day before the All-Star break. That did hit. And then you already knew this was going to hit. The Panthers-Hawks over was a fucking match made. Yeah, that was a lock. So if you ever see the Panthers versus the Hawks, if you're not betting the over, you're actually losing money for yourself. You are. So there you go. Fun fact. I went one and two. I also missed on the Bruins-Knights puck line, which I don't know if you watched the end of that game. They had probably a minute and a half. Three-two Bruins, right? Yeah, with the empty net. So that was frustrating. Uh, hit on the wild money line against the Red Wings. That got me some nice money. Uh, the odds weren't great for it, but... Yeah, they were down 2-0, too. Right. So they came back. Yeah. A little live bet action never hurts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you motherfucker. I knew you would do that. He loves that shit. I love it. Uh, I love doing that when like the favored team goes down. Live bet them because your odds just got better. Yeah. Um, and then my over-under missed. And then, of course, as soon as I turned that game on, I was like, why did I bet this game? It Who was, was it? It was the Flyers-Penguins over. And I was uh, we like, lost 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did not get to watch that game because I was out of town. So, uh, But that kind of sucked. Yeah. So this week's picks, my money line. Uh, this is actually a pretty good week. I, I see a lot of games I like. This is a big week. Yeah, Nick Nick texted me last night. He's never done this since we started the show. He goes, I got some good picks. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. So, you know, stay tuned for this. Uh, the puck line that I have for the week, I got the Coyotes over the Kings on Thursday night. That's a good one. Yeah. I uh, Games in Arizona. Yes. Um, so I like that one a lot. I also have a puck line for a team that's against the Kings. It's going to be Wednesday, the Lightning at the Kings. So puck line on the road. Yeah, I like that. Which is going to give you some pretty sweet return. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. I think, yeah. But like you just said, favorite team on the road against a really bad team kind of gives you a little more. You don't have to lay as much juice down. Exactly. So that's kind of nice. Uh, man, we're just piling on the Kings right now. My money line is going to be the Penguins over the Flyers on Friday night in revenge Pittsburgh. Game. Re- big revenge game. We yeah. went into the All-Star break a little salty. Uh, this one will be in pit. I, you guys all know I don't like to bet my own team, but I'm pretty confident on this one, especially if Jari's in net. Yeah. I'm going to take the Pens over the Flyers as a revenge game. So my money line is also going to be a revenge game. It's going to be Battle of Alberta. Damn. Uh, I'm going to take the Oilers over the Flames on the money line on Wednesday. I just think with the way that game ended, the Oilers, if they have any sort of gas in the tank still, are going to come out flying. So my over-under is the over in the Oilers-Flames game on Wednesday. I think McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be out for blood. Going off. I could see. I mean, it's never. Two and two each. It might be six. It might be six and a half. I don't know. But I just see Edmonton putting up a five-burger on them. If if that is by some means at five and a half, please, everyone take that. Yeah. That's a lock. Five and a half, take it. Six. Take Worst it. luck, you get the push. Six and a half, fuck it. You're going to watch a good hockey game. Exactly. Unfortunately, it is on at 10 p.m. Eastern, and right. most of our listeners are Eastern time, but that's one where you're going to go into work Thursday and feel a little tired, and it's worth it. Yep. And then my over-under is going to be Canucks Sharks over on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. The Canucks have been rolling lately, especially at home. So Are they at home? 
Is it in Vancouver, do you know? I'm pretty uh, – I don't know. I'll look, and I'll get back to you on it. It's in San Jose. I remember looking at it. Still, right. though, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. One team can score a lot. The other team can't stop the puck. That's usually a match made in heaven. Right. <laughs> um, do you have anything else that you want to go over before we wrap up our episode? Um, I don't think... Did you have a top three moments thing you wanted to do? Oh, yeah. Since the Caps and Penguins are playing each other this week, I was trying to think of the three best moments between the two teams of all time. So I came up with three. These uh, lists are going to be very yeah. different. <laughs> uh, number three, 2011 Winter Classic. Yeah, it's probably like right. 103 for me. Right. In the rain, I remember waiting for that game, and they it was supposed to be at five, and they Fuck pushed Sidney it to Crosby's eight. Career. Yeah. Um, I, I would actually, I would actually take this amp that has our mics plugged in, pour water on it, and put David Steckel's finger on it. And hope that he electrocutes himself. We could go back and forth for days on... I hate him. ...that incident. Amazing face-off player, by the way. Never gets any credit for that, Dave Steckel. I will punch his face yeah. off, so <laughs> anyways, if he wants to mess with my play, um, that's what I'm going to do. Anyways, number two, Kuzi's overtime winner in game six of the Eastern Semis. If um, David Steckel was 102, that's 202. Right. Yeah. Um, Get that then, smile off your face. And then number one, uh, like, you can't... This can't be disputed it's the dueling hat trick playoff game i have a dispute but okay that's because like i just think like two superstars you, in their prime like yes the caps won the game i think even if the caps had lost that game i would still sit like still say that was the most yeah. iconic moment between them it was the most iconic but it was not my favorite what was your favorite so dare i ask you're, it's kind of funny your number two and one are like switched for me except for my version of number one so my version of number one is the Benino Game Six, two thousand sixteen. That okay. was just too cool. Yeah. I, I, like I'm pretty sure I took all my clothes off and ran around the house and then the backyard and then came back in and like just probably like uh, I'm not even gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think yeah, I think we know what happened next. <laughs> and then number two would be the dueling hat tricks. Yeah. Number three, God, what would that be? You know, ironically, I don't. Nothing else is really popping into my head. I mean, I've watched all the Penns Caps games as close as you possibly can for fucking ever. But that game, or it was the season opener, and it was an eight-seven game two years ago. I think it was either the year after we won the cup or the the second one. It was your banner raising night, right? Yeah, yeah, and we won eight to seven. Yeah. That was an unbelievable game. Yeah. That was one of the best hockey games I've ever watched. You know, obviously the magnitude of it wasn't as great as a playoff game, but I just remember Malkin. I think Malkin scored the OT winner. It was an insane game, and I just remember like, wow, we, you know, this is one of the coolest things that I'm ever going to get to watch. Definitely, I lied. That's not number three. Number three, <laughs> I just thought of it. 2009, down 2-0 in the series. Chris Letang at Mellon Arena on the power play in overtime. Boom, clink, ooh, right off the crossbar. Bar down, started to come back. I lost my shit. I was like 10. How old was I? Uh, I don't even know. I was 13 years old probably. Absolutely lost my shit. One of the coolest moments I've ever experienced. I remember, three. I remember that one, except mine went click TV off. Throw <laughs> <for a> remote. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. It's kind of annoying that it's taken until, the, like, until February yeah. uh, for them to play each other. But this is what the NHL wanted. They're one and two in the Metro, and now they're going to play each other four more times before the season is over. So, 
match made in heaven. It is a match made in heaven. Batman playing this well. Exactly. Should be a good time. I hate all you Caps fans. No, we are not. You, I'm not going to the game. I don't know about you. I'm not. Uh, we want to get out to a game. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I looked you know. at tickets like two weeks ago, and they were what? Like, it's astronomical for the top ba- row. How bad? Like. 140 each minimum for like a nosebleed on the end that they shoot once yeah see <laughs> yeah. So yeah, i just uh if i'm going to a hockey game i'm sitting in the lower bowl it's just uh, there's or, or i'm not sitting up in the top section it's just not worth it to me i really liked the seats i had um i went to that atrocious caps devils game but the seats i had were great we were like second tier but like yeah fourth row or yeah. second row from like the um, the little like partition, mm-hmm. and you can just see everything. It doesn't matter what end they're shooting on. And we right. were probably at like we were in between the blue line and the red line. Yeah. So see for me, and you've been to way more hockey games than I have, and that's mostly because your favorite team is within driving distance, yes. train distance, whatever you want to call it. For me, you know, I for the longest time it was one game a year. Mm-hmm. You pick the Penguins. You know. There were two years where it was twice a year when we won the Cups. That was awesome. But it's also like since we were so used to just kind of going all out for one, it's hard for me to kind of – To like pick over the lower bowl thing. Yeah. yeah. And for, and especially if my team's going to be in it. Like if I, when I went to Vegas and saw them play the Canucks, I don't really give a fuck. So it's like I'll just right. sit up top. But, yeah. Um, if the Pens are playing, I'm definitely getting down. Holy shit, my ears are killing me. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, these headsets are so fucking tight on our ears. <laughs> it's like I could literally feel my eardrum like vibrating. Yeah. Is that the cue to wrap it up? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you guys for the support. As always, uh, the second half of the NHL season is here. We have some really big news that we are just doing some final details on that will be released on uh, the next podcast. I know I say this a lot, but this will be the coolest thing that Empty Betters has ever done in Hopefully its history. we can continue to just keep saying that over and over again. Yeah, the more we get to keep saying that, you know, that's when we're growing. So yes. I, you know, as always, appreciate it. Go check out the merch on the store at T-shirt, T, what is it? Teespring. Teespring.com. Link yeah. is in the bio on the Instagram. Uh, and without further ado. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.